You know, having sensitive skin makes finding skincare products so difficult. It is. But today's sponsor, OneSkin, makes it easy. Their topical supplements are formulated with soothing ingredients and natural antioxidants. And they're gentle enough to use every day, even if you have sensitive skin. And it was founded by an all-female team of scientists. OneSkin's products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety on all skin types. Their topical supplements are the easiest way to keep your skin healthy and hydrated without all the harsh ingredients or irritation found in other skincare products. In a third-party 12-week clinical study performed by third-party research organization OS01 Face was clinically proven to strengthen the skin barrier, improve skin health markers, and diminish visible signs of aging. Like wrinkles were diminished in 87% of users. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company by focusing on the cellular aspects of aging one skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer get started today with 15 percent off using code tco at oneskin.co that's 15 percent off oneskin.co with code tco after your purchase they'll ask you where you heard about them please support the show and tell them we sent you i'm kind of instructor agnostic Um, I I love that term. Yeah. You know, I, I like riding live, so I'll take live rides based upon what fits my schedule. So I'm riding and I'm looking at my output and I'm like, what the hell? Like, wow, what a ride. So I always surprise myself. I'll jump on anything. So I would, the advice I'd give to anyone is don't pigeonhole yourself. Just experience everything. I think that is great advice. I wholeheartedly agree with that because especially when you're first starting out, you don't really know what you like or what you don't like. And so you might think a certain thing by just kind of judging a book by its cover, but then you hop on a ride and you might have a completely different experience than what you expect. Exactly. It's more than just your output, more than a bike. When you hear your shout out, you know it's all right. Welcome to The Clip Out, episode 137. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. We are back. Happy New Year. (laughs) (laughs) To to me or to everybody or? To everybody. To everybody, okay. Those behind the microphone like yourself and those listening through the microphone. Got you. Okay. So I promise this will be the best clip out of the decade. (laughs) Now, you had a whole argument with your son that this is not the beginning of the decade. It's not. (laughs) So... So you just actually set a really high bar for us. (laughs) Have I? Have I? Especially Uh, when I'm sickly. All right. Well, we have lots to discuss because we missed last week. We missed you all, by the way. So we're going to talk about the email that we got from John Foley, Homecoming, the video that Peloton sent out. In general, all the Peloton good stuff. We're also going to announce the winner of our bingo challenge, Clippo. Then we've got a new contest to talk about. 
and then back to more Peloton stuff. And and we're going to talk a lot about what you can do to kickstart just ideas to kickstart your New Year's off right with exercise, diet, whatever your goals are. We have some ideas for you. Awesome. Well, before we get to all that shameless plugs, don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, you can find us. Be sure and subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode. And of course, uh, check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash the clip out while you're there like the page and join the group the group is a little bit easier to uh get a conversation going and then the page so that's why we recommend that you do both and of course don't forget we talk about a lot of stuff with uh, links to articles and whatnot and if you want to keep track of them all in one easy handy dandy place uh sign up for our newsletter at theclipout.com and uh, there will be a refresh coming to that in the not too distant future so keep an eye out for that as well mm-hmm. there's a little sneak preview mm-hmm So there, I think it did everything right. I think so. Okay, well, let's dig in, shall we? Yes, we shall. It's time for News of the Peloton. So John Foley uh, sent out a lengthy email with all sort of just an information dump. Yeah, it's been a while. I mean, he always does like an end of the year kind of recap, but this one felt like it had more meat to it right. than it has in the past. I mean, there's a lot that Peloton has accomplished. So so they talked about all the accomplishments. There were a ton, and I'm not going to rehash them because most of you have been around long enough to have seen them or at least heard about them. Right. You've certainly experienced the effects at this point. But I did think that it was worth getting into some of the things that are coming up okay. that he alluded to. Number one, the New York City and London studios will be opening in 2020. Woo! Awesome. So, you know, they've had the one in New York City, and now they've rebuilt this amazing new one. Right, because they built the little tiny one. Right. Because they thought that would be enough. And, and then they built the Tread Studio. And then they exploded. And then they exploded. Right. So, yes. So now there will be one that has the Tread and the bike and yoga and a discipline yet to be determined, but it sounds like later on in this email, he says strength. So we'll go from there. Gotcha. To that point, the next item is more strength classes. He says they're going to have a dedicated strength studio coming. So yeah, what's that going to look like? Are those classes going to be different formats than what we've been seeing so far? Does it mean that there will be more strength programs? What does it mean? Right. I don't know yet. We'll find out. They're also going to have a new yoga studio. Again, this will be all housed in the same studio area. But it will be dedicated to yoga. And then they have a new sound studio for outdoor content. So they've been recording all that outdoor content for the runs. Now they're going to have a brand new sound studio. So it's going to sound even better when you go on your runs. And Interesting. You yeah. I'm very excited to hear what that sounds like. And how that works. Mm-hmm. A special sound studio for outdoor. Co- yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued. So I think the way it works is that the instructor is kind of like running in theory, they're running on a treadmill. I don't know whether they're actually running, right. but they like they'll be like, you know, we're halfway through now. Go back, you know, and they're talking to you like they're actually running with you. Gotcha. Um, and so they kind of walk you through an entire outdoor run, but they're in theory outdoors. Gotcha. But they're all they're recording on a sound studio. Interesting. I think you would understand it better if you'd listened. I don't think the concept is new. Gotcha. Uh, it's just that the new sound studio will make it sound better. That's the only new part. I'm still interested to see how it works with the outdoor content in terms of like you're halfway go back, but you're probably not going to run as fast on the first half as the back half. <laughs> it, it, you might, though. You might because if they have intervals or whatever, but they'll tell you like you're, you know, we're halfway through. Like just the other day I did one and, and she was like, OK, 
at the end of this interval, we're good. That would be your halfway point. So we got done with the interval. She's like, this is your halfway point. Turn around and go back if you want to. I mean, you can right. keep going. Sure. So it's not like it really matters. I'm just picturing being exhausted and like you can run five miles an hour on the way there, but on the way back. Hey, you got to pace yourself. <laughs> Depends on what kind of class you take. Yeah. So anyway, he also said that there were going to be new disciplines coming. And he said with a plural, that's an right. S on the end. Yes. And then I feel like perhaps the most interesting to me was new power zone instructors are coming. And again, that was plural. Right. Uh, so I thought it was kind of fun. I put a little question out there, both on Instagram and a poll within the clip out group to kind of what do people think that who do they think is going to be the next instructor? Right. So an overwhelming majority said Christine was going to be the next one. Awesome. But that presents its own challenges because she is one of, I mean, she is the last instructor doing heart rate zone training. So, so what does that mean? Does that mean that heart rate zone training is gone forever? Does that mean that she does both? Does that mean something completely different? And I mean, we're guessing here, so I don't even know if she's the power zone instructor, right. just to be clear. And the answer could be it's not her and none of this matters. Right, right. And again, it's plural. So I was kind of curious to see what other people thought. A lot of people feel strongly that they will be adding at least one female to the mix. So that makes sense. We've got two males doing it now. It sure. would be it would make sense to add two females to the lineup. Now, if you think another male will be added, the big pick for that was Ben Aldis. There's been hints about it. There's been rumors about it for months. But, you know, here's the other thing. Ben has been working on his own program called Progressive Overload. It's a type of training. I mean, all the bike training is similar in that, you know, it works on watts. It works on power. You, you're trying to accomplish a certain goal, but all those goals are a little bit different. So will he change if it's again, if it's even Ben? Will he stop doing the Progressive Overload if it is? Or will he do both? Another question. Then you have the other big rumor that's out there is that Kendall is another female that is being looked at closely for being a power zone instructor, Kendall Tool. Now she, you might remember, she's one of our newest instructors. Yes. And the reason that people think that she will be the next power zone instructor is she has recently started including spin-ups in her instruction. And spin-ups are like bread and butter. That's the first, that's like part of your warm-up on every ride for power zone. Gotcha. So none of the other instructors do it. It kind of seems like that makes sense. And also to give another reason that people think it's going to be Christine going back to the power zone training is she has been taking a lot of power zone classes lately. However, she did that last year when she was training for the Masters too. So I don't know. We'll see. All of that is a big rumor. I have no idea. But I thought it was fun to kind of see what everybody thought. So Absolutely. those are our top contenders. Let's see how it all pans out in the end. Peloton also says there's going to be more streaming medias next year. Their idea is that it's going to be on every single TV in your home. I say, just make Android work. <laughs> that would be cool. That's That'd my... A good starting point. Yeah. And then the other big detail that was in his email is more social features. And he talked a lot about, he can't say much about that, but that he understands that social media is a big part of this group. So rumors went wild. Well, what sort of rumors were being rumored in the rumor mill? <laughs> well, that they potentially have a whole platform that will replace Facebook, that maybe they have a platform that uh, somehow includes Facebook. Maybe you're going to be able to do groups and stuff on the bike or the tread instead of just on Facebook. Right. So lots of interesting thoughts around that. I'm very excited to see how that turns out. 
and regardless about any of it, just collectively, it's cool to see that they are not slowing down in any way, shape or form. It is cool to see that there's still a lot of ideas and new. They're always being innovative. And I really like that about Peloton. If somebody comes up with an idea and enough people are excited about it, they run with it. And that's been how they've been since I have been part of the community, since before I was part of the community. They don't seem to stop that. Yeah, they are certainly not complacent. Even though they're being publicly traded, the world didn't end, guys. That's exactly what I, what I was going to say next was everybody was worried that once stock was involved, they'd stop doing new things. Now, if they try a new idea and it tanks and the stock market goes crashing, that could be a different story. Yes. But at the moment, it doesn't seem like... Anything has changed at all, and that's a good thing. I would agree. I would agree very much. And while there are new announcements coming from Peloton, they also announced the dates for Homecoming. Yep. And just like since the beginning of Homecoming, or what used to be called HRI, it will be the first weekend in May, May 2nd and 3rd. And that's kind of where, like you said, where it's always lived, but it's nice to know officially so you can start planning your PTO. And I'm not using the royal you. That just means me. I mean you. Yeah. 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 That weekend. And then they're going to officially announce the packages on the 16th of January. <laughs> so you're going to be able to see you said packages. <laughs> <laughs> so you will be able to see what kind of offerings we will have this year to get an idea of what kind of package you want to purchase. <laughs> what kind of package would you like, honey? <laughs> the one's all access to everything at Peloton. Well, that's harder to make dirty. Yeah, uh, that was my point. Ah, damn it. <laughs> And uh, they also gave us a uh, a New Year's video. Yeah, celebrating all of the people who submitted videos showing what they did for 2019 and what they're looking forward to for 2020. If you didn't get a chance to see that, you should definitely check it out. We have it over at our, our Facebook group, and you will also see it when we send out the newsletter. So, Which you can sign up for at theclipout.com. Yes, So what's becoming a semi-regular feature on the show? Who's suing Peloton this week? For real. Now, we did talk about the fact that there was some jackass trying to make a class action lawsuit out of the fact that they deleted classes. Right. That like that somehow they violated the number of classes that they promised that they would have out there because, you know, they deleted some. And just to be clear, the reason I feel that this is ridiculous is because Peloton never promised that there would be a certain number of classes. They never said we're never going to delete a class. In fact, they've always deleted classes. Yes, there was definitely a giant purge due to the lawsuit about music licensing. I'm not trying to minimize that. It was a gigantic purge, but Peloton had always deleted classes on a regular basis. And this is not new information. And they still are creating new content every day. So it's just a ridiculous assumption. And they were running ads for like months. Yeah. Trying to get people to sign on to this class action lawsuit. And let's go to the tote board. How many people have signed up for it? And the number is three. Three thousand people. No. Has, no. Oh, three million. No. Be- three hundred people. No. What? Just just three? three. Just three people. Three people. Okay, that's not even that's not a class. That's more like a homeschool. Yeah, that's that's kind of that's a daycare. Yeah, that's like a home daycare. Yeah. Yeah, that's really sad. Yeah. Three people. Three. Okay. Yeah. So there's that. They should just send those three people their money back and be like, there's no need for a suit. Right. Just sell your bike. (laughs) Get out of here. We don't care. Move on. Oh, goodness. 
So we've been doing our contest, our bingo clip out challenge. Yeah, for like 14 weeks or something crazy like that. And we finally have a winner. Woohoo! And that winner is Paul Erickson. Congratulations, Paul. I know I already did a social media post, but I wanted to make sure and announce it on the actual podcast because not everybody is on social media. Totally. Just to remind everyone, Paul received as a winner, he got a $50 gift certificate to Sabra and Sands. And if you haven't heard, that is run by Gina Mitchell's mom. And Gina Mitchell is part of that company. And they were very kind and donated that gift. They also have decided to give all of you in the clip out group a little discount. Everybody gets 20% off starting January 6th. Well, that's not a little discount. It's not a little discount. That's a pretty sizable discount. Especially when you add it up over all the people in our group. So everybody gets a 20% off. And the code is clipout20. And if you forget all that, we'll be sure and post it in the group and on the page and, of course, in the notes. Yes. So it'll be easy for you to uh, access if you're thinking about this later. And the website is sabraandsand.com if you want to start shopping getting ready for January 6th. I totally understand. I mean, you know, you guys know I like the shopping. I've noticed. Mm -hmm. They have to. It might be a problem. (laughs) Might? (laughs) We're going to go with might? (laughs) So now that that contest is over, we are rolling out our next contest. We are. We are just contesting fools around here. I love it. So the new year is starting and and everybody kind of commits or recommits to fitness. Mm -hmm. Almost everybody. Except for you. Except for me. So. You have a way to win a 12-week session courtesy of Stronger You. Yes, this is amazing. Another fabulous prize. Okay, so here's the deal. There's basically four-ish weeks in January, and you get to kind of design it. So you could do Wednesday the 1st through January 7th. You could start on the 4th and go through the seven days later. Doesn't matter. I just need four weeks in January. And of those four weeks... You need to work out at least three times, 20 minutes each session. So 20 minutes, three times a week, and it needs to be a Peloton workout of some kind. I don't care what you do. It doesn't matter. Any workout, except for meditation, guys. Come on. That's not really a workout. (laughs) We want you to move. We want you to move. That's fair. Okay. Any other workout counts, though. So and then... You go to a, a Google link, which will be in the in we'll have it on social media. It will be out there, but it's also on the website. You can go to the clipout.com slash the challenge. OK, so you go there and you fill out a Google form and all you have to do is enter to win. And you also sign up for our newsletter. And then whoever enters, like we're, we're just going to have this magic drawing system at the end. And we're going to draw it on February 1st. You have a full 31 days. We're going to draw and one person will receive the grand prize. So you don't have to do anything specific. Nope. You can do whatever you want to do. You can do whatever classes you normally do. They just have to be a minimum of 20 minutes. Yep. And sign up for the newsletter. Fill out the Google form. Yep. Nice and easy. And you could get a 12 week session with Stronger You. Everybody asks you about Stronger You all the time. Yes. Yeah. And, and Stronger You, what a great partner they have been. They also have extended a discount. So 10% off of any session length for anybody in the clip out group. And if you want to sign up and you're not on Facebook, reach out to me, send me an email, clipoutcrystal at gmail.com and uh, we'll work something out. But besides that, you need to be in the clip out group. You enter that code, clipout20, then 
you will be able to get 10% off of any session. Which is great because people have been asking, is that coming back? Is it still available? So it has not been available since the summer. Now it's back for the month of January. So have at it. All sorts of challenges and things going on to kick off the new year, kind of piggybacking the Stronger You thing. Exactly. So the first one is the first annual challenge for Peloton. Yeah. So you might remember they've had quarterly challenge. They've had monthly challenge. They've done all kinds of different things. This is the first time there's ever been a challenge that lasts the entire year. Whoa. So for the entire year of 2020, the idea is rack up as many minutes working out as you can. So they have different badges. They have a 2,000, a 3,000, a 4,000, and a 5,000. Those are minutes, not miles. Okay. And some people say, why minutes, not miles? Because you might be doing yoga. You can't get mileage on yoga. And if, or like if you're primarily... Doing strength. Or if you're primarily a tread person, you're not going to get near as many miles running as you are on a bike. That's exactly so right. It's, it, now that they have so many different disciplines... It's kind of apples to oranges in terms of how you measure things. So I think minutes seems like a good way to go. I agree. And so all you have to do is opt in on your bike or your tread. Now, for those of you who are on the app only and you want to join in, you have to sign up through a bike or a tread. That is the only way you can do it. Once you're signed up, you're good to go. Your profile will be tracking along with everybody else's, but you have to sign up through a bike or a tread. So many ways to do that. If you're stuck, Reach out to me. Let me know. I'll see what I can do to help you out. But you got to do it through a bike or a tread. So what would be a good way to do that if if they're app only? Like we'll go to a store. Go to a store is an option. If you got a friend that's got a bike or a tread. Exactly. Oh. And if you live far away from everybody and you don't know anyone, then, you know, get on FaceTime, have some person that you trust log on to their bike for you. Yeah. So there's ways to work this out. I would say just put your login and password on the OPP. And Somebody just, will take care of you. Just ask somebody to do it for you. Kidding, kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Asterisk, not really. Yeah. Don't, don't really do that. I thought that was yeah. an obvious thing. I mean, I think so too, but, but you I'm never also know. hopped up on cold medicine. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's probably okay. But I mean, because most people are used to you being sarcastic. Yeah. But, but just I'm, in case. I'm an even less reliable source than normal. Totally. Which yes. is... Not an easy feat. (laughs) And then uh, there's also Run the Year 2020 out there. Yeah. So this has already been signed up, but I just kind of want to talk about a couple of things I'm doing to keep myself accountable this year. This one is Run the Year 2020. So in theory, you run the number of miles that it is of the year. So 2,020 miles. Now, y'all know I'm slow as a turtle. So I'm not really running 2,000 miles. Like it's not going to (laughs) happen. But you can get on a team and you can join up with other people. So I have four people on my team. So I need to run 500 miles, which is much more achievable. Achievable. This year I ran like 300 miles. Okay. So 500 is a stretch, but not like a crazy, insane stretch. I won't have to give everything else up to be able to keep that in in check. So I I do like when you stretch. (laughs) So I'm very excited about that. And there's a Peloton diet bet out there. Yes. And just to be clear, not officially Peloton. Yes. Uh, This is going on. It is. Yeah. And actually, Gina Mitchell, she's like everywhere. She's in the middle of everything. She is just really busy, you guys. And (laughs) she put together a diet bet that's all for Peloton people. And so I decided to join that, too, because I am so sorry to my Stronger You coach, because I am like (laughs) the worst person ever to be a Stronger You client. And I've just done whatever I wanted and I need to put a stop to that. Like it's time. It starts now. It does start now. It does. So I'm back on track and I'm going to lose 4% at least in in the next month. 
Okay. Of my body weight. So putting it on the table, guys. I am accountable. Putting your money where your mouth is. I am. Instead of cookies. <laughs> <laughs> now I know, but eat... they're still sitting on the counter. It's I know. so hard. <laughs> but now you can't eat the cookies because it'll taste like money, and that's gross. Ew. Ugh. There was an interesting article last week. I don't know. It's the holidays. It's all. It could have been last week. It could have been this week. It could have been over the summer. <laughs> no, it was. It I, was this last week. I don't know anymore. But NPR station WBUR had an article where they asked nutrition experts if they could only recommend one thing. If you're only going to get somebody to do one single thing, what would it be? Okay. And I just found this fascinating because these are nutrition people. Right. And so they thought it was going to be food, that they'd all come back with food things. I think that's a fair assumption. Yeah, because that's kind of the gig. you know. And they said Every single one of them recommended the same thing, and that thing was exercise. Wow. It's interesting since it's supposed to be like 80% diet, 20% exercise. Right. I guess it just blows out the cholesterol better or Mm -hmm. something. I don't know. And they said, I thought this was also interesting, that the lion's share of them not only said exercise, but they said strength training. Huh. Did they say why? They said that bang for your buck... It's the best way to go, and it's the most effective for the amount of time you spend doing it. Okay, so have, if you only have like 20 minutes a day, right, you you're can, better off spending that 20 minutes, in theory, doing strength than cardio. According to the nutrition experts they interviewed in this article. Huh. All right. So if you want to see that article, there's a link in the show notes, or you can find it over at uh, facebook.com slash the clipout. And speaking of strength training, Tonal has a new fundraiser going on. They do. It's really cool. It's called uh, Tonal Gives Back, and it is a giveaway with Keen, spelled K-E-E-N, as in Nancy. It's a nonprofit organization that empowers youth that has disabilities by providing free one-on-one programs, including exercise, fitness, and fun. So I think this is great. Every time you do a workout and you share it, and you share it with the hashtag Tonal Gives Back, Tonal will then donate $5 to Keen. And you can do that on their official Facebook group or you can do it on Instagram. It's awesome. So those are the two channels that they're tracking. Yes. So like don't do it on Friendster. No, no, no Friendster. No one will see it there. Right. And you have to tag Tonal in your post. Gotcha. That seems fair. It does. Well, that's really cool. of them. Yeah, it's very cool. There's also a little contest with that for um, they're going to have 20 entries that are going to get a personal video from a Tonal coach. And then you also get a tonal swag item. And then one winner is going to not only get have a personal video from a tonal coach and get the swag item. They also get to help develop a workout with the tonal team. Oh, that's pretty cool. That is super cool. Yeah. I want that so much. It sounds so (laughs) fun. And I guess probably here's as good a time as any to to, uh, check in on how your tonal experience has been moving along. It's been freaking great. I looked at my stats after my newest workout. So I just started this program I told you about called Lean In, and it's all kind of focused on upper body and core. So moving away from my lower body. So I need to figure out how to... I was really enjoying the strength I was getting in my lower body. So I want to make sure and add on to that. That's a whole nother story. But anyway, for my upper body, like the gains that I am seeing so quickly, my strength score just keeps going up and up and up. Like, for a lot. It's been 46% increase since I started, according to Tonal's numbers. Have you noticed how much nicer I've been to you? Yeah. Because I'm scared. You, yeah. 
my guns are ready to take you out. I'm just kidding. I don't have guns. <laughs> I was making fun of my own arms. Oh, I see. But I'm starting to see definition. Like I can actually see it. It's like crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. So if you'd like to make Tonal uh, part of your 2020 goals, it's very simple. You can, uh, if you buy it before January 20th and complete 12 workouts in 30 days, Tonal will give you back $250. Isn't that amazing? That's amazing. So, so what they're basically doing is they're giving you incentive to actually use the equipment that you bought. Like they're making you put your money where your mouth is, literally. And so like they'll put your money back in your mouth or there's a lot of money in mouths this week. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But I think that really shows their faith in their own product. I agree. And the whole program is called uh, Commit to Fit. Awesome. So uh, you can sweat it out with workouts from strength training to cardio to yoga. They got all sorts of stuff over there. So you can do all that at their website, tonal.com. Yes. And specifically about this particular promo, you can find it at strong.tonal.com slash commit slash. So the uh, new apparel line has dropped your first one of the year slash decade. Yep. Starting off strong. So this one is all about, you know, painting your year, painting your canvas, that kind of thing. There's no instructor quotes. This is all about paint splashes and canvases. It reminds me a lot of one they did a while back because they had, I have a, a white tank that says sweaty on it. it, has paint splatters all over it. And in this particular one, they have a black tank top that says sweaty on it with paint splatters. Okay. But I have to say my favorite item is the Miami Fitwear leggings. I really like the splatter pattern that's on theirs. They have like a one that's with the WITH brand. And they also had that had a different splatter pattern, which I liked, but the colors seemed very similar to stuff that I had seen before. And so I, I liked how Miami Fitwear kind of stood out and they were black. And I liked that as well. So I think that that was my favorite item in this particular collection. So you only bought like six of them? I only bought three things. Okay. I, and I had a referral code, so you just settle down over there. <laughs> well, that's good to, good to hear. Yeah. So Peloton had its big uh, move for more thing. And, yeah. And the results are in. The results are in. They exceeded their goals, and $100,000 was donated to move for more, which is absolutely amazing. Congrats to everybody who did all those workouts, and congrats to Peloton for doing such a cool thing. Absolutely. And then uh, finally, uh, there's a new collaboration, artist collaboration with Weezer. Yeah. Not sure how I feel about this one. This one didn't get me excited. I'm not going to lie. Not a big Weezer fan? Uh Uh-uh. My first thought was, well, when you get done with any of these things, aren't you already wheezing? (laughs) They've been been technically doing an artist collaboration with Weezer for quite some time. Uh, I guess so. But if you were looking for it, it drops as we're recording this on January 2nd at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. So it will already be on demand when you're hearing this episode. So go check it out. It is with Dennis Morton. Checking in with the Peloton community. So uh, joining us today via the magic of Skypephone is Irene Bassick. Hi, Irene. How's it going? It's going really well. It's a little surreal being interviewed. <laughs> <laughs> well, just think of it as us just hanging out, getting to know you. Oh. If it makes you feel any better just based on past one of these that we've done, that novelty wears off really quickly. <laughs> Phew. Thank goodness. By the the end, you'll be like, okay, are we done? I got things to do. (laughs) 
Oh, well, thanks for so, inviting me. Well, thank you for taking the time to do this and, and humoring us with telling us all about your Peloton experience. And if you've ever had the opportunity to listen to the podcast, then you probably know that the first question I always ask is, how did you find Peloton? Oh, that's an easy one. Well, I do want to say <laughs> I've listened to every single episode of The Clip Out. Wow. From, wow. Yeah, yeah. I haven't even done that. <laughs> I tune out half the time. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, so how did, how did I hear about Peloton? Well, actually, my sister, Jane, used the Peloton app when it first came out, and it was free. And she knew I took spinning classes and was raving about these workouts. And I mean, she talked about it all the time. And I was on a business trip in... I had to go to Chicago in November of 2015. And while I was staying at the Westin, I went down early to do a workout before the conference started. And voila, there was a Peloton <laughs> sitting right there. <laughs> and I had gotten into, I had arrived at the gym right when it had opened. So it was really early and no one was there and the Peloton was just sitting there. So I went, ah, go check it out. So I took a ride by Nicole Moline and it was weird. It was like just the bike sucked me in. And I remember 45 minutes later looking up at myself in the mirror across from the gym. The gym was full of people at this point, And I was a freaking mess. I mean, just <laughs> like so sweaty. I, I cannot believe that I looked like that in public. I barely got off the bike without falling. And I was like, that's it. I have to buy one of these. And so literally, I think it was on my way back home in the airport, I ordered one and it came two or three days later. I, it was just oh. done deal, done deal. Yeah. <laughs> you were all in instantly. Instantly. Yeah. And at that, so mm -hmm. was that a live ride that you took with Nicole? No, I think it was on demand. But, you know, it was interesting because, you know, I didn't even think about live versus on demand. And, and in fact, when I got off the bike, the gym manager came over to ask me how I liked the ride, which was <laughs> obvious, right? Um, <laughs> and he said that the bike had just arrived in their gym a few days before. So I was one oh, of the it first was, people that actually used it. Um, it was fate. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. I would love to figure out what that ride was that I took, but I'm, I, well, I'm sure it's been purged by now. But uh, yeah, it was great. Probably. Yeah, if you really wanted to know, you could scroll all the way down on your profile. But I didn't even sign in. I like signed in like oh. at the gym. I, I don't think I even had a profile. I just oh got right, on right, and, right. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. But uh, so I, when you tell people your ride count, do you always add that one back in? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I should, shouldn't I? <laughs> no. She's like, I can take tomorrow off. I have one more ride than I thought. <laughs> Give me the credit. Give me the credit. Yeah. yeah. I'm always helping people be lazier. <laughs> That's what I do. Oh, okay. I'll make a note to myself. Of course. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was strange because, um, you know, I didn't even tell my husband I bought it. I just kind of tucked it on another credit card that I kind of have to. I'm sure he knows about it, but he doesn't know about it. You know, well, I would think by now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now. Where are you going three times a week? <laughs> and um, why are you coming back so sweaty? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I, I justified it. You know, I canceled my gym membership. I didn't even realize I had this before, but my 
company's health plan had a program where if you sign up for gym membership, they will pay you X number of dollars every quarter. So I kind of justified that that money would be used to pay for the Peloton. And in fact, my company accepted the Peloton as the monthly financing, and they applied that health reimbursement amount to the financed amount, which I was surprised they did. But uh, yeah, yeah so that's good. cool. Yeah, that's awesome. So since you had a gym membership, I have to ask, were you already working out pretty regularly? Were you just kind of a, an occasional gym goer? Or were you like so many of us where you have a gym membership and never use it? <laughs> yeah, well, I actually what I most regularly did at that point was I did a lot of long distance running. So I was using the gym just for the spin classes. And I'd go maybe once a week. It was a family gym membership. And I was finding I was the only person in the family using it. So, you know, I kind of saved some money by just canceling it. And I was definitely getting a better workout on the Peloton. Eventually, I did give up running. I found that as I was getting older, just too many aches and pains. And even though I think I still consider myself a runner, I really don't run at all anymore. So kudos to you, Crystal, for taking up running. I did the complete opposite. <laughs> well, as Tom always says, uh, all of my joints were in like new condition. So it was <laughs> <laughs> oh, the I benefit of starting late to the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, enjoy it. I miss running so much. And I miss the races. I miss running outdoors with friends. And that was the hardest thing was giving up the running. But I have never felt better. And, um, well, if it makes you feel any better, Irene, I go so slowly, you still wouldn't be able to do any of those things. <laughs> <laughs> We'd have a nice conversation, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, it's really just walking with a little bit of a fast forward. It's really, that's my speed. Hey, it's still running. It's still running. Yeah. Walking with pep. Well, I loved it. My sister, who convinced me to try Peloton took her another year from when I purchased my Peloton for her to purchase her Peloton. And oh my gosh. Yeah. So that's been fun because she lives in Denver. I'm here in Connecticut and we try to ride with each other. We actually sometimes use the video chat function to look at ourselves while we're sweating away. And she's like the only person I would be brave enough to use that with. But um <laughs> Yeah, it's a little awkward, I'm not going to lie, because you really can only hear one side or the other. And so it's mostly just gesticulately. Yeah. How do you say that, Tom? Gesticulation. That's the word. It's basically just doing hand gestures at each other anytime I've used it anyway. So, And it's not pretty. <laughs> yeah, it's not, and I kind of wonder if they're going to actually keep that functionality. I, I wonder how many people actually use it. Again, with my sister, it's just a silly thing to do. But it's easier to get on our phones and talk to each other or video chat that way. But um, I'm wondering if that will ever be disabled. I'm sure a lot of people have that, you know, camera taped over on their bikes. Yeah, I'm sure that there are. And I don't know. I mean, a lot of people don't talk about it. And I know just about every new person says, what's that for? Why do? Why is there a camera? <laughs> <laughs> well, so, I actually that's do a good question. Admit, I did get a few visits from the cheer fairy early on. Oh. It's been a while, but those were definitely memorable moments. The cheer fairy, getting a visit from the cheer fairy is very memorable. <laughs> so I, I totally know what you mean. And for anybody out there who doesn't know, there's we have a whole episode where we interviewed the cheer fairy. She actually will literally video chat with you and cheer you on. And so if it's a special milestone ride and there's signs and there's usually some kind of neon lights involved, it's very 
very fun and festive. So you cannot miss it if it happens. <laughs> Except the phone call. Just take, I mean, take the video chat. Do not reject Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yes. 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 At least once you have to talk to the cheer fairy at least once. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of the cheer fairy, how involved in the community do you feel you are? I think I'm pretty involved. So I, when I got the bike early on, I've always done live rides and followed other people, but it took a while for me to actually get engaged in the community. I certainly followed the OPP very early on before the numbers got out of control. And it was a very different community at that point. And actually, things changed for me. I have to owe it to you guys. I was listening to one of your episodes and you had interviewed someone in a tribe now that I am a co-administrator of. And so because of the interview that you did, I decided to join and got to know a lot of people. Um, I liked the racing and the pacing that they were doing. And the whole tribe was dedicated to 80s music. And I'm an 80s kid. So I joined and met just the most wonderful people. And in fact, shortly after I joined, I went to like a, an HRI that was very last minute, but it was one of those HRIs where everyone said, yeah, this works. Let's go. Let's go to New York. And a whole group of us went down to New York in October of 2017 and met each other for the first time. It was funny. Everyone pretty much had the same introduction. I can't believe I'm actually doing this. You're my <laughs> We're not like this. This is not what I normally do. And everyone had to preface why they were there and how they weren't some weirdo on the internet. But we found that we had so much in common beyond the bike. Everyone had very, I'd say, type A personalities. <laughs> like everyone just loved the structure, worked hard, played hard. It's just a great group of people. And, so, and from there, I've joined a few other tribes and pretty much stayed committed to those tribes along the way. So in addition to the first one, which was Fast Times, I'm an active member of the Mileage Maniacs. And in the last year or so, I joined the Pelo Law Moms tribe. Okay, so a couple of things for... <laughs> I have to laugh about the Fast Times because, of course, as you know, that's the group that we got kicked out of or yeah. I got kicked out of. Tom was never in it. <laughs> I know. Um, and don't worry one when of, I... <laughs> one of two. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. It predated me. <laughs> Yeah, which which whatever word, I'm not going to go down that road. It just made me laugh that you said that. I'm really glad that you met so many great people there, though, and throughout all of the different tribes. And then for Mileage Maniacs, we just interviewed Peter Gann not that long ago. Yeah. Is it, did I say his? I think I said his name wrong again. Peter G. That's who we interviewed. Yes. <laughs> Peter G. Just leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> And then the last group that you said, Pella Law Moms. I'm really curious about that group. How many people are in that group? I'd have to check. It's one of the smaller groups, though. I understand it's small, but I also understand it is quite active. Yes, yes. And in fact, it was one of those groups where my kids are, you know, I've got a son who's in high school and a daughter in college. So when I joined, I felt like a lot of the vibe was about trying to balance a law practice with having younger kids. I sure. went through that. I get it. My kids are older, so I don't have the same day-to-day -day struggles. But I feel like I'm almost like the grandmom in the group. You know, I'm like, <laughs> it'll be fine. You'll look back fondly on these days. 
Everything <laughs> will work out. Don't stop working. You'll be fine. The kids will be fine. You know. By the way, you have one of the most photogenic families I have ever seen. Like Ugh. you guys always look like you should be gracing the model like the front of a magazine cover. <laughs> All of you. It's crazy. Oh, no, 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 no. My kids take like a hundred photos and then they select one. I mean, I, <laughs> come on. That's what the shutter option is for. Right. Are you kidding me? Well, it's like the it's phone working gets, for the you. The phone gets passed around and they delete, 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 delete. So yeah, they'll all have their eyes open eventually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could always just Photoshop those in if the eyes are closed. We yeah. Well, thank you, thank you. That was very kind of you to say. It's absolutely true. It really is. Oh, and just real quick, circling back on the cheer fairy, it's episode ten. Thank you. I found it, and that was Lisa Carlson. Lisa Carlson, yes. and we also uh, I just thought this was funny. We also in that episode discuss a pending IPO. wow way back then holy cow so lisa carlson right after i went to new york city for the first hri back in 2017 actually i convinced my sister to fly in for it too so because i didn't want to go alone and so she flew into new york and it just turned into one of those funny weekends that i could not have done without my sister so when we were (laughs) done with writing in the studio I announced to her that I had signed. Okay, this is going to make me sound crazy because so much happened in one weekend. But Lisa Carlson had organized a Sunday afternoon Connecticut-based Peloton meetup in New Haven. And she got us on one of those group bikes where you pedal and you drink. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I told my sister who had flown in to New York, I said, before you go back, we have one more thing we need to do. We need to pedal this group bike around New Haven and drink a lot on a Sunday night, and then you're free to go home. Wow. <laughs> so, I don't know what they're called, but they should be called barsicles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't good. think they're called that, but that is good. <laughs> that. That's good. I really like that. That's what it turned into. It was I'm um, sure. between the drinking and going bar to bar on a Sunday night in New Haven. And I just remember us having Peloton signs and going through the campus of Yale and just being really obnoxious. And these poor kids who are touring the campus with their families. Oh, it was just horrible. First off, if if you're touring the campus of Yale, you're not poor. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) So feel no sympathy for them. I, I, okay, it's gone. It's gone. I let, it go. I let it go. Yeah. Well, so Lisa's little bike trip. That was uh, a very memorable afternoon. Wow. Yeah, my husband. I can't believe came- you did that at the end of your first HRI visit because, man, that weekend, I mean, I don't know about you, but I was exhausted. Oh, so tiring. So tiring. My husband drove down to New Haven to pick us up and he was just was horrified. Good. He was like, what is this Peloton thing? <laughs> what have they done to you? Oh, I just thought he was a Harvard guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a pen guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was a little jealous and a little freaked out that, you know, he'd find me in the back of a trunk somewhere. You know, who are these virtual people? What have they done to my wife? Um, <laughs> yeah, so he's yeah. a little apprehensive about some of these relationships, but he's come to embrace it over the last few years. 
I totally get it. I mean, every time you meet your fake friends, it's a little weird. Yes. You know? Yes. You just don't know. But then you meet them and it's like you've always known them. Yes. So it's crazy. It is. It really is. Well, and Crystal and I, we met online. We did. So we really can't. <laughs> That's true. There was no exercise <laughs> But involved. when I was dating, I would be like, I would text people and be like, this is who I'm going out on a date with. This is where we're going. So if I should get murdered, at least you'll know who yes, to blame. At, at least <laughs> Follow justice. my location, right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So I don't dismiss that. So going back to the Pelo Law Moms, it's a very active group. and. I personally found a lot of comfort there beyond the kids and all those issues when I decided to leave my job in the last few months. So I had been practicing at one company or working at one company in-house for 17 years. And when I decided to leave, before even talking to some of my friends, I went to that group and solicited feedback from other attorneys who went from in-house to opening up their own law firms. And it was amazing to hear all the different stories from these strong women who made some difficult choices and learn about the good and the bad. So that group was very supportive. And in fact, I did strengthen a number of my personal relationships with a few members in the group. And in fact, one member in particular we've partnered and affiliated. And in fact, I'm picking up and performing work for her law firm in New York. And Ah. that has been great. She's been a fantastic mentor to me. And I, you know, kind of wonder if I could have done it as well as I'm doing it, if it weren't for her and her support and feedback and just, you know, cheerleading in my corner. That's really cool. That's awesome. It is. Tell you the the whole Peloton and the binds that it makes for people, like the connections it makes are just incredible. I never can get over it, how it happens. Yeah, yeah. And I'm also very connected to Robert Brinker's group, you know, the Dragon family. Yes, Um, Punk Rob. Yeah, yeah. And he is just such a positive person and has really embraced both me and my sister. And in fact, you know, he's in Aspen and my sister's in Denver. So they speak regularly and they've developed a nice, strong relationship. And I look at him as being a friend too. just a great guy and knows how to bring people together. And again, another cheerleader that's always there to give you that kind of support that you need it when you sometimes you don't know you even need it. Absolutely. He is really cool person. I'm so impressed by the art that he does and his outlook on life and the joy that he spreads. And actually, we're going to be interviewing him on Monday. So oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. that is wonderful. That is wonderful. Yes. Definitely looking forward to that. So tell us which instructor you ride with the most and why. I don't have, I'm kind of instructor agnostic. I love that term. Yeah. You know, I, I'm definitely one of those riders who like, I like riding live. So I'll take live rides based upon what fits in my schedule. So just the other day, I found myself on um, an EDM ride. And God, who was the instructor? I think it was Cody. And I'm writing and I'm looking at my output and I'm like, what the hell? Like, this is not my music genre. You know, I don't usually ride with Cody, but wow, what a ride. So I always surprise myself. I'll jump on anything. 
And I always find that the rides are great. I hear new music that I never thought I would appreciate. So I would, the advice I'd give to anyone is don't pigeonhole yourself, just experience everything. I think that is great advice. I wholeheartedly agree with that because especially when you're first starting out, you don't really know what you like or what you don't like. And so you might think a certain thing by just kind of judging a book by its cover, but then you hop on a ride and you might have a completely different experience than what you expect. Exactly. And just so nobody's disappointed in me. Yes, I heard her say, I'll jump on anything, but (laughs) I let it slide because she could sue me. <laughs> Still want people to think like, is he okay? Oh, you! If you could, how did he not have a, if, something to say there? If you could have seen the face he made, Irene, oh, I thought we were going to slide right past it, but nope, nope, he went back. No, I've got a rep to protect. I understand. I don't want people to think I'm slipping now that I'm pushing fifty. I'm definitely not letting my husband listen to this episode. <laughs> this will push him over the edge. You're drunk at Yale in the trunk of a car, <laughs> jumping on anything. <laughs> Maybe you'll like it. I don't know. <laughs> so you mentioned you used to be a runner. You don't run anymore. But do you use any of the other Peloton content like the yoga or the strength exercises, anything like that? So on a regular basis, I use the meditation. And that came out of a challenge I did with the Maniacs last October. The challenge, it was right when they started rolling out a lot of their digital content. And so as the challenge proceeded, the teams that we were assigned to had to do like yoga, walking, all these floor workouts. And so I became acquainted with the digital offerings, which I didn't really end up using other than the meditation. What I do for full body workout is I do a bar so, oh, okay. yeah, so the, the workouts, it just would be too much for me. The bar is a nice combination yeah. with the spinning, but the meditation is something that I try to do on a daily basis. Do you feel like you prefer the bar workouts because you're a lawyer? <laughs> I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> Sometimes you just, just make something up. <laughs> sure. <laughs> You never know. And and you know, I was sitting here watching his face and it was totally dead serious. So I I didn't even see that one coming. (laughs) Look, you're a lawyer and you've already talked about getting drunk. I could have gone one of two ways with that. I went with the professional way because your husband is already upset. Oh my God. Well, you know what they say about lawyers. I mean, we, there's a lot of you know, we're heavy drinkers. Uh, you know, the stress of the job gets to you and you end up drinking too much and we have a bad rep when it comes to drinking. So if my reputation is that I go to the bar, I'd rather have it be the workout bar than the drinking bar. But I probably <laughs> do both too much. So I don't see why it's stressful. It's the clients that go to jail. <laughs> what, well, what kind of law do you do? I do. If we may ask. Yeah, I do employment law. And so for... About 24 years, I did defense side. So I represented companies and worked for the man. And this summer, when I left my job at the company and opened up my own law firm, I switched sides and now I represent employees. I think that's so cool. And when you represent employees, like what is stressful about that, like from your perspective? I mean, because from 
obviously from the person who's going through the lawsuit, I get what's stressful for them. But like, is it like because you have all these deadlines you have to meet? Is it the pressure of you want to win for them? Is it all of the above? Or is it something I would never even think of? Well, it's not the deadlines. I I think I'm a person who feels very deeply. And now that I'm working with individuals and I'm seeing how bad the situation is for them, I feel horrible for it. It's like being a friend and seeing someone in the worst moments of their life and knowing that you can help them, but hoping that you can also help them. So, I mean, I know I have all the expertise to do it, but you don't have everything within your control, right? Sure. Um, If someone won't settle or agree to do X, Y, and Z, I just want to do more. And so what is stressful is not being able to help them to the, the degree that they need the help. And even when you do your job and you do it perfectly, you know, it's still a crappy situation to be in. You know, no one feels happy. Um, I was going to say, you probably never feel like you made everything better. Like you want to make everything better, but you can't just like tie a bow on it and call it a day. No. And, you know, unless someone's looking for vengeance, you know, that sometimes helps. But, you know, that's... (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like even then, like... As with my own dealings with the legal system, <laughs> divorce related, I yes. didn't get arrested. Yeah. Just to be clear. Yeah, yeah. Thank but, you for clarifying. But I, <laughs> I feel like there aren't really very many times when one side walks out and is just like crushed it. Yeah. Like, like people, even, both and, sides walk out going like, well, yeah, but no. Yeah. Like you get part of things that you want and you don't get others. And so you're like happy on one hand and frustrated on another. And I would assume with the kind of law you're doing, you're kind of ending up in some similar situations. Yeah, they call it employment law is corporate divorce law. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, that you know, sounds right. It is. Yeah. But when I, for the years that I represented the corporations, I didn't have to internalize a lot of the things that were going on. You know, I was just acting for the corporation and it didn't get as personal, I feel like. And I'm still working through some of these emotions. But now with individuals sitting down in front of me, my heart goes out to them. And um, I just want to be their champion and make things right. And I'm sure that as the days and the weeks and the months and the years pass by and I become more seasoned representing individuals, that may change for me. But right now, it's hard to let these feelings go. And so that's where the stress comes from. I can totally understand that. I get that. Plus, if a corporation gets danged, it's like, you're a company. You'll be fine. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. It's just, it's a different, it's a different thought process than a person going through something like that. I think that makes you a good attorney, though. I mean, at least from where I would be sitting, if I were having somebody represent me, I would want somebody that cares like that. So I I think that's really awesome. I totally mean that. I mean, that's because you're taking it personally. You're fighting in their corner. In a way that, you know, a lot of people just don't have somebody fighting in their corner, whether it's for work or medical or whatever. It's it's hard to find somebody who will really get in there and fight for you. So I think that's really, really cool. And but at the same time, be careful. Don't burn yourself out (laughs) because I can see that happening, too. (laughs) I I work again. I work hard and I play hard. Um, <laughs> so we'll find you at the bar cycle both again. Bars, both bars. <laughs> both bars. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So how often do you get to the studio? Well, for an HRI, I probably get once or twice a year. We just had one. Fast Times just had a joint one with Mileage Maniacs. 
last month. That was actually, what month is it? So yeah, it was actually earlier this <laughs> month. And um, <laughs> gosh, the days are just flying by. And that was fantastic. But also when I get into New York for business, I'll always try to get in a little bit earlier so I can take a ride in the studio. And it's always fun. You end up bumping into people you know. And I just, again, take whatever live ride is there, obviously. So sometimes I'm riding with instructors that I don't ordinarily ride with. And it's such a, just a great level of energy in the studio. It's wonderful. They're just so great to home riders in the New York studio. Absolutely. I feel like I want to like binge on rides when I'm there. Like I want to do as many as I possibly physically can do while we're there. At least that first day, because I probably like everything will happen the second and third day. So then I'm just like, oh, well, I don't know how much time I'm going to have to do it. But like that first day, I'm like four or five rides. Let's do it. Same here. <laughs> and you're so tired. And even yes. though I don't feel like I'm working out as hard, you know, my outfit right. is a little bit lower. It's just there's not I, I have a fan at home. There's no fan there. So you end up just right. getting sweaty and gross. And <laughs> and then you're going back to back rides and you're meeting people in between the rides. It's just so much energy, but it's exhausting. And I always burn myself out. I think I need a whole day afterwards just to sleep and rest up because it is taxing. Oh, yes. I wish we lived closer. I know I say that all the time, but yeah. I do. <laughs> it would be amazing. So does anybody else in your family use the bike? My son and my daughter both have accounts. I think my son <laughs> has two rides and my daughter has since 2015, I don't know, maybe 20 rides. Okay. So the answer is no. They, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I find my daughter occasionally on the bike, but I think they're a little freaked out by me and they know not to touch it. <laughs> I gave them the stink yeah. eye. Yeah. I get it. I started the new job this week and um, I really kind of had a, a hard epiphany at how much I talk about the bike. Like <laughs> I didn't I mean, I know it because like we we're on the podcast. So I like I know I talk about the bike, but like I had worked at the at the other place the entire like my evolution of Peloton. So even as it ramped up, they adjusted accordingly. Right. These poor people are like, what just happened? Like, <laughs> I come in, I'm wearing the Peloton jacket. I've got a Peloton bag and let me sell you Peloton. <laughs> She's like, do you have a personal relationship with Peloton? I mean, it's, it's. Have you heard the good news? I'm a little out of control. I didn't know it was that bad. Like they, they ride and they have like, there's two people there that like one of them has a bike and one of them doesn't have a bike, but they ride. And I'm like, well, this is who you should take based on your personality. And this is what you should try. And then you should do this and that. (laughs) So this summer, my husband and I, we took two weeks off and we did this hiking trip in the Swiss Alps with another group, strangers. We didn't know them. We went on this tour. And first day of the hike, I learned that one of the other hikers owned a Peloton. And um, (laughs) so immediately I was like, oh my God, who's your favorite? You know, blah, 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 blah. And he's looking at me like I'm crazy. And I'm like, oh, oh he's not one of, one of those, those writers. <laughs> oh. It is funny. There's so many people are so rabid about it. You forget that there are some not people that, everyone. that they just they ride the bike and then that's the extent of their involvement. Yeah. Like we were coming back from the cruise this summer. And do you remember that guy yeah. that sat in front of us? And and I started talking to him because he had a Peloton T-shirt on. So I thought, ooh, we've got, we've got one, you know. And he was just like, yeah, I don't do any of those things. Like he's, he didn't know anything other than the rides he takes. And he was more into scenic rides and he had like no enthusiasm. And yeah. I was just like, 
Oh. <laughs> and I'm sitting there in my head. I'm like, don't you know who you're talking to? <laughs> She's a he, <laughs> no, no, I'm not. But like he, he was like podcasts. Like, what He's are like, you talking why, about? Why, why yeah. would you do that? Yeah, like while you're writing, what is? Well, my husband, he, I guess some of his friends from college have Pelotons. And one day he came home from work and he goes, "I just want to let you know that normal people who own Pelotons aren't like you." Oh, <laughs> I was like, oh I, I disagree. See, I think you're the normal one. Thank you. I, I think that that these newer people who have come to Peloton later in the game, they haven't gotten the bug in the same way that the people earlier on did. Not now. There are exceptions to that. There are people that are just as fanatic as we are. Yeah. They're newer. Yeah. But I think some of them just they don't like social media. Or if they do, they're not on it all the time, and and or the they, OPP is they, just yeah, not welcoming. They get, or they do try the OPP and they get punched in the face, and they're oh, like, yeah. "Okay, other Peloton people are dicks." Oh, but yeah. but I think it's a very different experience for new people now versus back in 2016, 2015. I think it's just a completely different new person experience. It is. So. I, I remember on my first HRI, we had a cocktail party on the Thursday night before you know the actual HRI, and yeah. we're at a bar, and Dennis Morton shows up. Hey guys, right. <laughs> just okay. Let's just hang out, and you know, we hung out for a while, talked about surfing. It was just such a Chill. normal, fun conversation, and I didn't think anything of it at the time. Now, fast forward a couple of years, I'm like, I can't even imagine one of the instructors just stopping over for a happy hour and hanging out for the night. It just wouldn't I, happen. No, yeah. if it did, everybody would be texting their friends, and that place would get mobbed in seconds. It like would. <laughs> it would it would you know security guards yeah. yes it has yeah. changed and i remember too when the opp again when there was only a couple hundred members and i could, god who was it used to post like who's riding what ride today and you know this every day you'd see who was riding because they post on the opp and it was easier to follow certain people and they had their own little shtick or you know, the stuff with the coffee cups, the magic pants. Yeah, um, yes. All, all these neat little things that now are just lost in the thread. But I also remember, you know, the fighting that started on the OPP. And oh, yeah. do you remember when there was the splinter group, the badasses? Oh, yes. Oh, Very yeah. much. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember going, yeah, I'm joining the badasses. <laughs> and, and I don't think that even exists anymore. But that was. Oh, it does. No, it's now, now it's okay. Now it's the real bat. There's two. Those splintered. And then that became the OG badasses or something. And then there's the real badasses of Peloton. So, so hmm. that does. It the is people's still out front there. of Judea or the Judea's people front. <laughs> That's for my Monty Python friends out there. Yeah, they'll, wasn't following. They'll but... like that. <laughs> yeah, so I guess I'm not following either anymore. But there was a lot of drama early oh, on. Yeah. But nothing like what we see today. It's a little boring out there, actually, because it's just it's all like, oh, I have a milestone. Oh, my pedals squeak. Oh, you know, it's just like it's literally the same five things over and over again. Yeah. I hardly ever see anything just unique. But you do you remember, like you said, with the cups and stuff, you know? Do you remember? I also remember like knowing the people on the page. So like, yeah. you know, someone who was like in financial distress even. Oh, like, totally. I know exactly what you mean, because like when we started the podcast, that was my thinking. Like there's all these people that I see every day that I want to get to know. And 
And now I still have that, but it's from all the other groups, not from the OPP. But that's where it started because I would see the same people over and over again. Yeah. And you're right. I mean, I can't even tell you the number of people that we've raised money for that needed a bike or, you know, had health issues or yada, yada, yada. They're on and on. Mm -hmm. We've we've done that. So it's very different. Well, I think that now if you ask for anything, they're like, oh, you just want money from us. And like they get really mad. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think that's where the tribes have become important especially the ones that are in smaller in number and, yes. you know, people can find their own. So for new riders, I think the first thing to do is get off the OPP or don't look at it every day. You don't have to be active, but finding a smaller group with people who have interests in common to yours is critical to feeling engaged or at least having the same feeling of engagement that we had earlier on. I could not agree more. It yeah. is it is very important. It's the only way you'll replicate that. Yep. Absolutely. So uh, what is your leaderboard name? Scream. I love your leaderboard (laughs) name. And I haven't seen your picture in a while, but I love that you always had the scream, like you always had your face like you were screaming. Oh, yeah. That that was a picture. I was really screaming. Um, (laughs) Well, it was like my favorite. Yeah, that picture I took when I was, we have a house up in Vermont and during the ski season, it's a house full of people. And one morning I was driving one of the three cars to the mountains. And I think there must have been like eight adults and 20 kids. And it was like herding cats and ski poles and skis and boots. And I couldn't get everyone out of the car or in the car. I can't remember whether we were dropping off or picking up. And I just remember taking a selfie, like just screaming like, ah, you know, this is (laughs) insane. What are we doing here? And so when I selected my leaderboard name, which Scream is just an old nickname, I thought back to that picture. And I'm like, I think I have that picture somewhere. Me, like <laughs> freaking out. So it was a legit Scream. Well, it was it was very appropriate. Very appropriate. Love it. Thank you. <laughs> so do you have advice for newbies or like we kind of did yeah, that. So I don't want to put you on the spot for like more if you don't have any at the ready. So my advice to newbies especially if you're getting into a fitness routine, my advice would be is to ride consistently. You don't have to do a heavy ride every day, but staying close to the bike and working it into your routine. I'm a big supporter of early morning rides before the day gets away from you, but just trying to at least sit on the bike, pedal, just by moving your legs, you'll end up going farther than you think that you would have, even on a bad day. So consistency is key. Absolutely. That's so true. That's great advice. Mm-hmm. And I should remember it more often. Just get on the bike, even if I don't <laughs> feel like it. <laughs> yeah. Well, they used to say with running is that when you're scheduled to run, run the first mile. Like just no matter how you feel, just run one mile and your body will take over from there. But run the first mile. Well, they probably didn't know that it takes me 30 minutes to run just over two. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> No, I'm still so impressed at your running. I think that that is fantastic. (laughs) Thank you. It's very sweet. And I'm just being self-deprecating because I am like a turtle. But I, you know, whatever. At least I'm moving. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Tortoise and the Harry. <laughs> it's not on my head. I was it's like, everywhere but, else. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, well, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day. Like, this is like, I mean, you bill by the hour. So. <laughs> <laughs> the invoice will be sent to you via email. 
Oh, yay. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is a and we have to pay it because she'll sue us. <laughs> no, one of my problems right now is that I'm not good with asking for money. So there's so much free legal advice coming out of my mouth these days. Someone oh. just needs to duct tape me because I'm not <laughs> charging for all this information. Um, okay, you need to like set a timer and be like, I'm going to give you everything for 15 minutes. And then after that, I shut up. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, my God. Good advice. Or uh, just give them not wrong legal advice, but give them completely inappropriate legal advice. So like if they come to you for family law, just tell them things about like like corporate get law. out of a speeding ticket. What? <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. And then that way you still gave them legal advice and you feel like you're helpful. But if they're like, well, that's really good advice, but that doesn't work for me. And just be like, time's up. That'll be $300. (laughs) Don't listen to Tom. Now you know I'm good. But if you want good stuff that's relevant, $300. I'll put my uh, malpractice carrier on notice. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's too funny. So. Where can people find you on social media? And if any somebody wants to hunt you down as an attorney, how should they go about that? Well, so I'm on Facebook and Instagram. And what else is out there? Twitter. Um, <laughs> and so I'm under Irene Basic for Instagram and Facebook and in Twitter, which I don't really use. But um, my you. handle there is I Scream Louder. Um, <laughs> I know. I was late to Twitter, so Scream wasn't available. Sure. Um, Got it. And then for my law firm, the name of the firm is Empower Legal Group. And you can find us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram under Empower Legal Group. And there's a Twitter handle, which for the life of me, I've just forgotten. But it doesn't okay. matter because again, I don't use that. I don't use Twitter all that much. <laughs> well, when when you send me your pictures and stuff. Yeah. Please send me your links so that I can include them in Thank like you. our newsletter. Thank sure. you. I appreciate it. No problem. Okay. Sorry, Tom. I, I'll let you do the oh, you, wrap up there. Oh, oh, you, you couldn't do one. I don't care. Not stepping on my toes, but uh, thank you so much <laughs> for joining us today. It's <laughs> been how, a blast. See brilliant, see how brilliant that was? Well, I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, Can't I, trust that to just anybody. <laughs> <laughs> and hey, I would leave you a recipe, but I can't in good conscience. I, I'm terrible at cooking. I should not be trusted. I set like our house on fire once. Oh my. Yeah. Wow. Late wow. night. Uh, cooking French fries late night. I forgot they were in there. Oh no, no, no. I left paint thinner close to the oven. And, oh. Uh, yeah. The fire department came. We had just moved into our condo. It was like the first weekend and they had to evacuate the entire building in the middle of the night. It was not good. Wow. Yeah. Oh my God. I bet your neighbors hated you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they got past it though. I, yeah, we didn't stay that long, but. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, well, we'll go ahead and skip the paint recipe. Um, <laughs> maybe you can just send us a favorite restaurant. I can do that. Okay. <laughs> Irene, thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate thank it. Thank you for asking. I appreciate it. Thanks, Tom. <laughs> thank you. We'll talk to you later. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. So that brings another one to a close. Uh, what, pray tell, do you have in store for people next week? We have a very special guest coming, Monique Carradine. And the reason that I, I, all of our guests are special. Well, sure. But this one is unique in that we met Monique while we were at the She Podcast Conference. Yeah. 
And Monique is from Puerto Rico. So like she didn't come a short distance to be at that conference. And uh, she wrote Peloton. And so we had lots to talk about and instantly bonded. And she is a fascinating woman. So you absolutely must tune in and hear all that she has to say about Peloton, her own podcast. It is absolutely fascinating. Awesome. Well, until then, where can people find you? People can find me at Facebook.com slash Crystal D. O'Keefe. They can find me on Instagram, Twitter, on the bike, and of course the tread at Clip Out Crystal. And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online at Facebook.com slash The Clip Out. While you're there, like the page, join the group. Of course, uh, wherever you get your podcasts, whether it's Apple Podcasts or Spotify, be sure and uh, follow us or subscribe so you never miss an episode. And don't forget to sign up for the newsletter at The Clip Out. So that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, keep pedaling and running.